welcome to Believe the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. I'm Phil Green. I'm David Ferguson. And we are two comedians presenting a podcast all about the world's craziest conspiracy theories. Or are they crazy? Well, some of them are just the truth. Yeah, some of them are the truth and some of them are absolute batshit. Uh, and in each of these episodes, we're going to bring in on a guest and we ask that guest uh, to choose their favourite conspiracy theory. It might be a conspiracy theory they believe in. It might be a conspiracy theory they don't believe in. Or it might be a conspiracy theory they think is the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. But we're going to bring them on. We're going to talk about it. We're going to try and separate the fact from the fiction. Yes, we are. And even though we're just comedians, even we though are we are try. in no way qualified to do yeah. any of that, uh, we're going to fight. We, all we got is what we know from the Internet and your brain and our guest brain. Um, now, you are very much a believer. I am. You believe most conspiracy theories, but not all. Most, but not all. Uh, I mean, I see the truth of things and, uh, you know, some people don't. And I am very much a cynic, and so I have to be convinced the other way. But I guess may sit somewhere in the middle, and they often do. We're going to see how that pans out. We also keep forgetting uh, to plug our social media channels. Oh, yes. We have our social media channels now. And they are? Uh, at Believe Conspiracy Podcast, all one word. We're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, and we are on YouTube. So please give us a like and a follow. Uh, we're trying to grow an audience, and it really helps if you do do that. Also, you get um, alerted when we put out all the new episodes. So please have a look at that. Um, also, uh, we have to give a big shout out to our tech today which is the wonderful Mooch yay there he is I am going on tour in 2024 with my Edinburgh show from last year for weddings and a breakdown uh, I'm taking it to Cambridge Western Supermare Southampton Sudbury Bristol Brighton Glasgow Liverpool Sheffield and Poole and probably some other places so if you go onto our social media feed uh, you can find a link for that as well now um, today's guest is Nicole Harris. The fabulous Nicole Harris. Nicole Harris. A wonderful comedian. She was the first woman to win Jewish Comedian of the Year. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. Uh, she was also a uh, finalist in Hackney Empire's New Act of the Year, which is a huge comedy competition. Big deal. Been going running a long, long time. Um, she had uh, a debut show at, uh, a debut solo show, I should say, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year. It was an absolute smash hit. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we both went to see that. Uh, and she's all over the club scene. She's also quite a big presence on social media, isn't she? She is. What's her social media tag? It is at Nicole Harris Comedy uh, on, I think, all of the socials. Yeah, and she go and follow her there. Uh, um, Crazy. Now, the conspiracy theory that Nicole has chosen to talk about is subliminal messaging. Subliminal messaging. Which is kind of weird because Nicole Harris is not subliminal. She is very, very loud. As you will see she is the least subtle person we know. <laughs> so the irony of this is wonderful. So please welcome to the show, Nicole Harris. Get out of the ground, Nicole. Every single bird in the sky is a robot. It's fiction. Doubt your government. It's an urban legend. Could they actually spraying something in the sky? No way. A stream of absurdity. It's a total fabrication. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole Harris! Yay! Uh, you're looking very wintry. But oh, thank you. Well, it is winter outside. Yeah. Yes. So I thought I'd keep my hat on. You've got bobble hat on goes, inside. It goes with, yeah, but it's because my hair's greasy. Oh, okay. But you, but you look gorgeous. Issue. It is covering <laughs> up an issue. Thank you very much for saying that. You look gorgeous too. Oh. You do. We, 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 so do I'd like to say but we you all look do. Beautiful. Oh, thanks, man. So do you. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. But you've, you've kind of topped us, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, I always? Oh. <laughs> no. Thank you very First much. time a woman's ever topped me. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. That was a sex joke. That was a good one. <laughs> it's awful. Thanks, Nick. That's why we brought you in to compliment yeah. us on these shit jokes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, how, how have you been? Fine, thank you. I've, how have you been? Right. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> we just chatted for 20 minutes before we switched the camera on. So, you've got uh, a master's in philosophy. I've got a degree and I've got a degree in philosophy yeah. and a master's in the philosophy of mental disorder. Really? Yeah. That's very specific. I know. It was the only thing that was there and I did, didn't want to get a job. So <laughs> I basically just took that and I got a bit of funding for it as well. So, did you? 
Yeah. That's nice. So there's philosophy behind mental disorders? I don't... Can you explain yeah, that a wee yeah. bit for me? I mean, it was a long time ago, viewers, so... I... <laughs> <laughs> Two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Dad, do you remember that? <laughs> it was a long time ago. So, but yeah, there's a philosophy of everything. So you, you just ask the meta questions about mental disorder. You know, what is mental disorder? Is it re- Does it really exist? You know, or is it just like, you know, personality disorders in particular is a very... Tr- it's tricky because, yeah. you know, have we all just got a personality disorder you know, or I mean, you have definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, Philip, definitely. Yeah. or or is it just like part of our, you know, on a spectrum of our personality? You know, there's mm-hmm. all these questions mm-hmm. that you can ask about mental. Is it real? Some, some, you know, there's some um, philosophers who, who years and years ago, before like wokeness, yeah. You know, I'm talking like, you know, hundreds of years ago, would say no. You know, it's not real. You know, is depression <laughs> real, or are we just upset about life? Yeah. Again, you're just upset about your life. Yeah. That's fine. It's the only safe you know, response there's, there's, to what's going on. There's a lot. Yeah. Is it circumstance? There's loads of meta questions that you can ask about mental disorder and anything, really. Yeah. So I just, yeah, got into the philosophy of mental disorder. It's kind of close to psychology, but not exactly. It's the philosophy of psychology. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But the degree was like all philosophy like all different types of philosophy and then i just like sort of special specialized just did that for a year yeah. and what were you gonna do after that believe it or not i was thinking of becoming an academic <laughs> <laughs> no we shouldn't laugh That's a very serious <laughs> thing no i know imagine me being like the cockney philosopher yeah. oh, wow. that, that's a youtube channel that has to be nicole harris cockney philosopher there we go that's such a good idea. Absolutely. There's also a patient confidentiality thing that would you struggle with. I would, I would imagine. Well, you don't you don't see any patients. You don't. Oh no, not as part of your degree, but yeah. like if you went into that. No, academia. You just like teach and oh, yeah, like have would. like groups and go what like Ross from this? Friends. Like Ross from Friends, he does paleontology, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So not quite like Ross. From <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Ross from Friends, but, but yeah. academia. Academia just teach you. You know, I don't know. You have groups, and you say, right, read this paper. We're going to discuss this paper. What did you think of this? And then arguments for and against, and all of that business. But it really is a waste of time. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I just, <laughs> what I realised. So you so. thought, ah, oh, stand-up comedy. That's pretty, yeah. pretty same, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of case that's studies. Exactly. That's exactly. a useful so use of your time. You've been able to apply it in I a mean, practical present sense. Present company included. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and it didn't really. I mean, I was I did. I was an assistant. I did research for a psychiatrist for a year after that. I was a research assistant for a psychiatrist. How did that go? It went it went well for me. Not so much for him. (laughs) I don't don't think he liked liked me that much. But I got to go to we went to I went to Uganda. Did you? As part of it. Yeah, all paid for by him. Nice. And we did like, I wrote a paper. We did research. We did like focus groups on the Ugandan community on like depression. And like, it was, it was, it was sad. It was not pleasant actually, but you know, we, we, we learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, we asked and met some lovely people as well. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot out of that. But then after that, I thought this academia is not for me. (laughs) I'm more social. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to people. I don't really want to spend the rest of my life studying and you know reading books. And and I've never read a book since actually. Not not (laughs) one book. No. (laughs) The end end of the whole thing. Um, Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, What? How? How do you feel about them? When you hear a conspiracy theory, what's your reaction? Are you inclined to believe them? Are you inclined to immediately dismiss it? Where do you sort of stand on it? Well, it it depends on what one it is. Yeah, it's pretty much the same answer we get from everyone. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Oh. No. 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 It's fine. I'm so predictable. (laughs) No. No. It is true because it is a bit of a silly question. It is a silly question. Really. It's the questioning that's the problem. Yeah. Well, it's whether you believe the truth or you succumb to lies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the conspiracy theory because obviously most of them sound like they're a load of. Am I allowed to? Yeah. Say what you want. Cunt. No. And that is the first season we've had. Someone had to do it. And if I'm honest with you, we could have predicted that as well. (laughs) Edit that bit out. No, 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 it's great. 
Okay, so that you know, we've like, lost the family audience. <laughs> my mum and dad are watching. So They've seen you they live, Nick. They yeah, know, exactly. again, yeah. Actually, yeah. they won't be watching it. They've got, <laughs> no. they don't they've got things to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got had a life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, oh, why didn't you do? Why they like? Why didn't you go to academia? I've heard that. But no, they no. So yeah, some of them are shit. But you know, there must statistically there must be some that. Like there must be one or there are conspiracies in life like you watch like the Netflix documentaries didn't you like of the cry true cry I love the true crime documentaries yeah. and you see yeah. like when someone's been falsely imprisoned for like 20 years and they find out that the police like were involved in it oh, and yeah. they were like trying to do them up and everyone's going no that can't be possible that can't be possible and then they find out so I mean that's not exactly a conspiracy theory, but it shows that there is like dishonesty, and there can be like large scales, scale attempts to keep the truth yeah. from people. So yeah. I wouldn't poo-poo it all. That's that's my conclusion. Okay. But you would need a significant evidence to to you yeah. wouldn't just believe it off the cuff. You'd want an, yeah. you'd want evidence based also. As an academic, well, I'm not anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, that's but but that's ago. all based. That's all based on evidence, right? So on yeah. empirical evidence, right? So studies and uh, yeah. Th- uh, yeah, philosophy, not well, not so yeah, less so, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I would go more with the experts. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So if yeah. like this, a man or woman is saying, "Oh, there's there's this that is the case," and all the experts are going, "That's not the case." Look at all this we've done. Mm. I obviously tend to more go with the expert yeah but there are some conspiracies where i'm like okay you know like we're not talking about that one but like you know i don't know like ufos Mm. and all of that where i'm like you know you get so many people saying what these that they've seen and some of them not all of them but some of them seem kind of okay they don't seem mental yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like that's what my studies that's the conclusion for all those good there's money well spent really i'm so glad you got that bursary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I think it depends on which one. Okay, so subliminal messaging. So just for everyone's benefit, uh, uh, essentially subliminal messaging is a way to communicate a specific idea in such a way that bypasses your mental radar, aiming directly at your subconscious mind. In the simplest terms, it's an attempt to bed, embed an idea in your mind without you even realising it. When it comes to advertising, subliminal messaging occurs when an advertiser tries to use images or sounds to influence the audience without viewers being aware. Ultimately, the goal is for the audience to walk away with a certain message in their mind. For example, the desire to visit a new coffee shop uh, even though subliminal messages in advertising sounds like a sneaky tactic uh, and it can be it's mostly just a way for advertisers to influence customers feelings and thoughts about a certain product or service which is basically just advertising mm. uh, there's not necessarily any concrete evidence telling us whether subliminal advertising actually works however that certainty hasn't stopped advertisers from using it to their to get the messages across so I can right. subscribe so on <laughs> we, we do actually put that up at the end of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how subliminal that is. <laughs> Actually, it did. Yeah, it went into my on my not I can subscribe. See, I heard it. Yeah, you can't yeah. hear it. Whereas, yeah, whereas it was completely oblivious to me and Rooch, but it's gone in somewhere. Oh, you mm. didn't hear it. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Sorry. Yeah, you're hearing it. Yeah, but you're you're just you're just you're just very alert to those sort of. Yeah, because you're an academic. No, yeah, I'm it's not. The academic, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. But on the on the adverts, because so we're talking about lots. Of, we're going to talk about lots of different types of subliminal messaging. But on advertising specifically, yeah, um, it's not really a conspiracy no. that advertisers use subliminal messaging to influence customers, it, it, because we know that that's been attempted. It depends what you mean by. I know you just read out the definition. We were all listening, but it. I think it. What I don't think that definition was was that. Like exact enough, because it, it depends on what you mean by subliminal message. Well, yeah, exactly. So, so that's the thing is that it, it depends what your outcome is, right? If you're, yeah. if you're, if you want, because there's there's about influencing what somebody buys, and there's also about influencing what they think. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, so we are going to go into a little bit more into what 
people think and changing their mindset and yeah. maybe their political mindset or how they think about society and stuff. But this kind of started as an idea that Ab- I mean, they live, you've, uh, which is which is Whoa, a great, such a great film. Yeah, great film. They live. Yeah, you not seen? Oh, it's oh, so good. Shit, should I have seen that? No, no, uh, but it's podcast. great. It's it's a great film. Not for film. What happens we- in the end? <laughs> <laughs> they live. They live. <laughs> so it's the it's the uh, this kind of overlaps another conspiracy theory, but is the idea that governments and uh, public bodies are run by aliens, isn't it? Yes. I think. And uh, a, a random guy finds a pair of sunglasses, which you've got a very similar pair of, uh, on the street, picks them up, puts them on, and I he see can see through the sunglasses the alien, who is an alien, who isn't an alien. So and also the message is yeah. written everywhere. So when, so when he looks at like, really uh, a board like uh, Burger King, it will say... But he's what he sees is buy burgers, and that's all it is. Just two words, but it's it's like it's I mean it's pretty on the nose, but it is it that's about subliminal it, it, messages. It's just iconic. It's great film. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But advertising, anyway. Sorry, I'm I'm going ahead. Yeah, yeah. you go ahead. Um, no, I was just because advertising isn't subliminal messages. Well, it's overt. Yeah. It because it's telling you. It's telling. It's actually direct message. You mean the subliminal part is like. I don't know, selling, like, having a really, like, attractive model, like, modelling underwear, and then you thinking you're going to be like her if you buy that underwear? No, no that's... That's a, subliminal. No, that's no. overt. That's, that's, that's the overt, purpose isn't of it? it? Yeah, yeah. But sub- subliminal would be, like, messages underneath it, um, uh, things that you don't necessarily pick up, because, like, we... we, we our brain picks up everything. Oh. Like one of so uh, yesterday was the fiftieth anniversary of The Exorcist being released. The Exorcist is one of my all time favorite. Did films. you celebrate that? Uh, Did not celebrate. Uh, that. I no. love The Exorcist deeply because oh. uh, I think it's a really joyful film. I know, I know, but I do. But in in I, I it's all about saving the little. Yeah, girl. and they did. There I are subliminal and there's subliminal messages in, in that. You get shots of of the the demon in it yeah. and and it's like and you're you're scared of things which at the time because people couldn't rewind and, and look at it or freeze frame oh. it, not everyone caught that we know now and we can freeze frame it to, you know to the oh. to the millisecond but back then they couldn't could they yeah so people are going didn't you see that face no I didn't see that face and that was part of the buzz about it yeah right. um, but uh, so that's subliminal so you I, I saw something uh, Fight Club talks about it as well yeah it does uh, Tyler Durden cuts in. <laughs> I like Fight Club. I love Fight Club. Oh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. That's my ideal man. You know, like... Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> body. I'll be honest, oh me God. too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot is hot. But he's gone downhill, I think. A bit. Oh, no, I like him more oh, now. I like him more now. I do. I do. Now that he's a little bit, I don't give a shit. But like, um, you know. Oh, I don't know. Do you think he's just gettable now? He's gettable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could get Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Could. Oh, I love you. you I love yeah, you, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so yeah, lonely. I'm could. so lonely. Anyway. <laughs> Mooch, tell him he could. No, come on. <laughs> Let's be real yeah, here. Because that's what this podcast is about, <laughs> really. <laughs> but yeah, but in Fight Club, Tyler Durden uh, in, uh, cuts... Uh, Penises into footage of film for like one yeah, sec, for yeah. one millisecond. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you see the the shot. The shot is the the the, the, the your, your your brain. You, you don't acknowledge it, but your brain picks up and there's a little shot of a, m- a mother with her daughter, and the daughter starts crying because there's been a penis flashed in front of her face. That's in the movie. I'm not making this. Yeah, up. that's just true. And he actually does. He does. It's to tell you that they're going to do that at the start of the film anyway, and kind of it, 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 if you're reading between the lines. Yeah. Quick question though yes. on that. How do you know it's if you are aware of it to be able to the point of telling me what the subliminal message was, surely it isn't a subliminal message. So in, in goes, the, the subliminal message is supposed to go into your subconscious. You, you're supposed to be aware of it subconsciously. So you might like one day, oh, why am I chopping a penis? It must, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely. Doesn't everybody? That's, that's, that's absolutely. And in, in the case of Fight Club, that is absolutely true because they're. Because because the whole point is it's meta they're telling you the way that we are as consumers being influenced to buy things oh, right? so okay. that's part of it so right. so in fight club you're right it's not subliminal because uh, they told you right. whereas in the exorcist it is because they haven't they didn't it's not spelled it out and told you and sometimes those at the time people don't know what those what those flash shots actually mean or relate to so it was going into subliminal oh, right okay as long as like you're not consciously aware of it at the time yeah it's 
I can't even, can't even say the word. Subliminal. Yeah, Subliminal. but but on on the advertising one. So, oh, yes, so the the, there's a very famous uh, case, which is, um, uh, but this is actually proved to not be true. But anyway, uh, it's uh, Coca-Cola did this. So a popular concept of subliminal message was shaped by a famous study in which researchers claimed that flashing drink Coca-Cola messages in a cinema got people to buy more soft drinks. But this study itself was actually a hoax. In 1957, uh, James Vickery and Francis Taylor said they'd spent six weeks showing messages on movie screens so quickly that moviegoers didn't realise that they were there. The messages, eat popcorn and drink Coca-Cola, the result, popcorn sales went up 58% and Coca-Cola sales went up 18%. The effect was stunning. There was one problem. The study was a hoax. Uh, oh. Vickery later admitted uh, it was ma- he made they made it up to boost their marketing company. Uh, and other researchers were never able to replicate the results. Yet the story still lives on. So that was quite a famous case that a lot of people believe happened, which it didn't. However, oh. um, while that one was a hoax, there it did inspire a lot of other advertisers to then try it out. Right. right. So. Um, In 2002, researchers at Princeton University published a study where they subliminally added 12 frames of the word thirsty and 12 frames of an image of a Coca-Cola can into an episode of The Simpsons. Even though the subjects couldn't guess what had been added, they rated themselves as about 27% thirstier after the show than before it. Those in the control group, who were only shown uh, plain white frames instead of the, the, the logos, were marginally less thirsty after the show. The researchers also got similar results using images of a Coca-Cola can and a sweaty boxer. Don't know what that's going to do with yeah, but but hold on. What did they? What did they flash? What did they flash to them in the first? They flashed. The so thirsty. The, the word thirsty. thirsty. But quickly, so that they weren't aware yeah. of it. Yeah. And they found that they were up by. Twenty-seven percent thirstier. It doesn't necessarily mean they buy it, but they're twenty-seven percent thirstier after watching it than the control group who didn't have those images flashed at them. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. No, I believe it. End of podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm there we go. That was quick. I thought we'd wrap that up so quickly. I'm going for that. I'm going for that. That makes sense. So a similar study published in 2005 by researchers uh, at another university that I can't it. pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> In the Netherlands, uh, demonstrated the subliminal messages could affect uh, someone's affinity for a particular brand, in this case, Lipton Ice Tea. Participants who were subliminally primed with the words Lipton Ice were more likely to choose this beverage when given a choice between two drinks. However, this effect only happened if the participants were already thirsty. In the company experiment, the researchers manipulated people's thirst by having them consume a salty candy. They got similar results. So there's two things there. One is like, if you have uh, a specific brand that you're flashing the image of which in this case was lips and iced tea and they come out of whatever it is they're watching and there's only lips and iced tea or let's say coke they yes. were more likely to go for lipton than coke right. right but that only works if they were thirsty in the first place yeah obviously yeah. yeah but then the other study suggests you could flash the word thirsty at people and they'll become thirsty yeah quick question yes. mm. on that one yeah if they hadn't done it subliminally like yeah. with the flashing of the iced tea yeah just gone Here's some Lipton <laughs> on an app. Would it have had what, the same result? Would it have worked? Well, that's the Probably. that's the that's the exactly that's the thing. So n- no one really knows for sure whether oh. it works, but they're still trying it out. That's the thing. Advertisers haven't stopped trying to make this work. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I think it could work because the subconscious is a very powerful thing, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I'm 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 already up for Lipton. I <laughs> <laughs> and you'd like to subscribe to our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even like iced tea. Mooch, you feeling thirsty? Always. Yeah, see. <laughs> Did you supply? Have you supplied tea for this? Do you no. supply the tea? No, no. Do you supply any drinks? <laughs> no, you. <laughs> actually, to be honest, we we we're anything? supposed to buy you something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you brought the chocolate. I bought them in for the viewers. Who, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind a cup of tea. But I see you've got yourself one there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we arrived an hour before, so I was yeah. going to get you one, but then I realised it'd be cold. Oh so. yeah, I'll buy you a drink after. It's yeah, fine. No, I have to go. I have to go. Okay. So uh, types of subliminal messaging. So uh, um, experts typically break subliminal messaging into three main categories, each of which has varying possibilities in mediums such as radio, TV,
TV and social media. So sub-audible messages include uh, audio content that is inserted into another different piece of audio. For example, a voice recording might be added to the audio of a song or an interview, but at a very low volume that it makes it nearly impossible to detect, even though the volume makes the message very subtle. The listener's brain may still hear it and store it within the subconscious. There's a movie that has that called Irreversible, and I believe Hereditary also has that. They're playing subtones that you don't necessarily register it makes you uncomfortable Irreversible definitely has that throughout the whole film throughout the whole film Irreversible is a hard movie to watch I don't necessarily recommend it even though it's no I can't recommend it but uh, (laughs) uh, 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 even though it's very well done film can't reverse it uh, but uh, Hereditary Hereditary is a great film Uh, Tony Collette should have got the Oscar Uh, she wasn't even nominated but there's there's ultrasounds and that and that it's meant to make you un- uncomfortable and it does it does oh i don't like that no. i'm not watching that no well no they're both very heavy movies so yeah i don't like heavy movies um, yeah i like horror movies no no i don't like horror i can't watch horror oh, i love a good horror just movie. like normal nonsense horror is normal, normal nonsense normal nonsense <laughs> i don't like it. Did you say not? i only like funnily <laughs> <laughs> enough i only like horror if it's like true crime <laughs> See, I can't do true if crime. Actually, true crime if upsets me. Got murdered. I'm like, oh, let that me upsets in. me. That really upsets me. Yeah, I, I, me. I agree. I'm, I'm more disturbed by real life stuff yeah. than, than. It's weird. I, I love a true crime documentary, but I don't. Are like you a white woman? Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. Am I? <laughs> You're just a white woman. That's no, really what it is. I'm, don't know what it means. Like, if someone says, oh, this is a fiction, like you know, detective story on a murder, I'll be like, oh, boring, and then goes. Oh, it's based on a true story. I go, right, let's watch that. Come on. Only one of us is qualified to make a judgment, and it's you. So sort yourself out. I'm normal. Yeah. Uh, So sub-visual messages are made up of visual cues that can appear in TV, print, and other visual-based mediums. One example of a sub-visual message is a company logo flashed briefly on screen, disappearing so quickly you don't even realize it's there. Or sub-visual messages can uh, involve visual cues that are incorporated into company logos, communicating specific ideas to the user's brain in a very indirect manner. So kind of kind of like the Lipton iced tea thing but also into the specific logo and a lot of thought goes into how the logo actually looks as well yeah well I remember I remember like uh, Disney do you everyone remember Disney the, Never heard I Disney. think they're going out of business now yeah, yeah. but um, start up start, start up uh, but Disney uh, I think it was for their 50th anniversary they they, they you know the Mickey Mouse basically three circles mm. on top of each other oh, and yeah. they did loads of different things with that like plates being put down and trumpets just angled a certain way so it was all it's, you always got the three circles that was the Mickey Mouse head but Mickey Mouse head that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no his many ears. His, ears. Uh, his ears and his face like right. you know it's, yeah. it's yeah. a really yeah. good, good good way to do that so that's, that's clever yeah um and the third type of subliminal messaging is called backmasking. Okay, and this is uh, a subliminal messaging in audio using either a voice recording played in reverse or played normally. Uh, this is probably the type of subliminal messaging that is most notable in conspiracy theories, but it isn't actually used that often. But it did go through a phase of being very popular for both good and bad reasons. So um, it's a so recording technique which uh, in which a message is recorded backward onto a track that is meant to be played forward. It is a deliberate process, whereas a message found through uh, phonetic reversal may be unintentional. Artists have been backmasking for artistic, comedic and satiric effect on both analogue and digital recordings. It has also been used to censor words or phrases for clean releases of explicit songs. So the, uh, the, the most famous example of this is in 1969, rumours of a backmasked message in the Beatles song Revolution 9 fueled the uh, Paul McCartney is dead uh, urban legend. Uh, since at least the early 1980s, Christian groups in the United States alleged that backmasking was being used to promote uh, to, by prominent rock musicians for satanic purposes, uh, leading to record-burning protests and proposed anti-backmasking legislation by state and federal governments during the 1980s as part of the satanic panic movement, which we will cover in another episode. Uh, many popular musicians were accused of including backmasked messages in their music. However, apparent backmasking messages uh, may in fact be examples of uh, paridola. I can't pronounce it. Uh, the brain's tendency to recognize paradolia, that's it. Uh, the brain's tendency to recognize patterns in meaningless data, coincidental oh. phonetic reversal, or as deliberate responses to the allegations themselves. I mean, the, the one of the things that we've got at the moment are, are on, on Instagram, all the cat videos. Yeah. 
you know, you've got the wee southern cat going, well, hi. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and uh, just like there's a song, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm alone, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm alone. Hello, that cat. That's, that's actually a song now from a cat just meowing. Um, oh so, but we put words on. Have you not seen that? No, I haven't seen it. I will send that to you because oh I was obsessed with this. Send it to me. Uh, it's so cute. Nicole cat. Harris comedy. Yeah, Nicole Harris comedy. <laughs> Just for the viewers out so there, subliminal. <laughs> so subliminal, so oh. subliminal. No so one we, noticed. We, we put we put functional, but I I remember I remember in the the eighties. So I'm a big Madonna fan. I like Madonna. I love Madonna, and there was two songs that she got a lot of stick for that had back masking on it, apparently, which was like a prayer, and justify <laughs> my love. I think we all guessed it was like a prayer, <laughs> <laughs> and just and uh, uh, and and uh, if you, you can, it's on YouTube. You can find it. You know, like a prayer play backwards, and it's like, oh, it's. But do you think she really did? Do, do I you think, think it was a Satanist? I think it's obvious. Yeah. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. She's a she's a Kabbalist, Kabbalist, which is Jewish. So. Um, is she? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's a Kabbalist. Myself. Yep. But can I ask a little question on that? Because I don't really understand. I don't really understand it, the back masking thing. So they're singing the songs, and then suddenly they say something backwards. When no, it's all no, been no. forward, and then suddenly you hear, Bleh! and it's well, backwards. The, well, there is, the, there is that Missy Elliott. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, reverse it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to reverse, reverse it. Reverse it. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Missy. Is that, is that I can't do it. But you know the Missy Elliott. So what's she saying? It's uh, I'm going. Madonna to is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, Missy, Missy and Madonna are pals. Oh, are they pals? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cher is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, definitely that. Cher is a no. But how can you have subliminal backmasking when you can hear if it's gonna? Because you, you can't. You can got... hear if it's backwards. No, no, first. no, no. It's uh, you own. You can only hear it when you play it backwards. Yeah. So they're they're saying specific words in a specific way. Uh, forward, that makes sense. That makes forward. sense when you then when you then play it backwards. That's make, the theory. No, hold on, but it makes sense forward as well. It makes sense forward as well, but what it what it what it says backwards is different to what it says forwards. Both make sense. So you have to find something. That's a difficult task. Yeah. That makes sense forwards yeah. and also goes into a song. Yeah. Well, yeah. like Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then also says something you want it to say backwards. Yeah. Exactly. No, I don't. I'm not going for that. Okay. Um, I'm not going for that. That's a no on that because that's too hard to do for, <laughs> for for a songwriter. Well, it, it is hard to do for a songwriter and also you need the right medium to do it. So the reason it was so big in the sort of 70s and 80s in particular is because we listened to most things on cassette. Well, you wouldn't remember because you're too young, obviously. But um, but you can you can reverse a tape quite... You're winning now. You were winning before, but he's, won. he's come back strong. <laughs> uh, but you can reverse a tape quite easily, whereas you can't do that with a CD. Um, and oh. and and on digital media, you can't do it. You can't. No. Although I do have an app on my phone to play songs backwards, because I, I, you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on a minute. So this, the conspiracy theory is that people are doing that on purpose yep. to tell you something. Yes. But your brain is not only hearing those words as they go forward, but your brain is also deciphering those words backwards. No, no, not necessarily. It's only that you discover it. So, so a lot of there was a big thing in the eighties where a lot of uh, fans were playing particularly rock songs backwards to hear if there were subliminal messages in there. Right? Oh, so and the, the question is, are they hearing? Because inevitably, if you play hundreds or thousands of songs backwards, you're probably going to hear yeah. some things that make sense, right? It's like if you type randomly, yeah, you'll get a Shakespeare. <laughs> Yeah. That's, the quote. That's the quote. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, you'll get a Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, the, the infinite monkeys. The, yeah, the, the infinite monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. type and eventually Shakespeare. Yeah. I don't actually believe that would happen though either. My dad doesn't believe it would happen. And it's no, infinity. At one point, they will no, write they the full won't. works of Shakespeare. No. That's in, that's what infinity is. I mean, there's absolutely no way of ever testing it, so no. it doesn't matter. No. But I don't. I don't think this makes sense. This thing. All right. No, this it doesn't make sense. Does it, it, but, but that's. Sure. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because you didn't grow up with it. This was a reality to us. No, you play a record backwards and see it. And we talk it wasn't. Like, I it do. Thing. I have to say, I do. I mean, I do remember it's not it being subliminal, though. Then is it if you're playing it backwards and you're hearing it? Subliminal is it goes in without you having to do anything, know anything, blah blah blah. Is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I feel like he's the only one supporting me. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, I'm like 
That is, you are, you are right. That is a fair point. Yeah. If you were taking it its absolute literal definition, yeah. that's right. Because it wouldn't, in theory, be going in if you're listening to it forwards. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't be going in your brain if you're listening to it forwards. So that is... That Doesn't is go into my brain it. anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing it backwards to hear it, it's no longer subliminal. Yeah. So that's the end of Well, that's that solved. Uh, <laughs> So, so the Beatles were involved in the spread of backmasking, oh. both as a, record, a recording technique and as the centre of a controversy. So the, the latter has its roots in an event in 1969 when a US radio uh, DJ, Russ Gibb, received a phone call from a student at Eastern Michigan University who described himself as Tom. The uh, caller asked Gibb about a rumour that Beatle Paul McCartney had died and claimed that the Beatles song Revolution 9 contained a backward message confirming the rumour. Gibb played the song backwards on his turntable and heard the phrase, Turn me on, dead man. The DJ uh, began telling his listeners about what he called the great cover-up, uh, and listeners cited other alleged backmasked phrases, including Paul is a dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him, on I'm So Tired, was another track. Uh, the Paul is dead rumour popularised the idea of backmasking, uh, backmasking in popular music. After Gibbs' show, uh, many more songs were found to contain phrases that sounded like known uh, spoken languages when reversed. Initially, the search was done mostly by fans of rock music in the late 70s, during the rise of the Christian right in the United States, Christian fundamentalist groups began to claim that backmask messages could bypass the conscious mind and reach the unconscious mind uh, where they would be accepted subliminally by the listener. So in that case, they wouldn't be playing it backwards. Yes, they're, that's they're, right. They're yeah. saying that it would be accepted. Yeah, yeah. and uh, to separate into two things, because actually there's one, there's a theory about Paul McCartney being dead, which we are going to cover on another, on another episode of this. Um, but the the idea that that was written into some of the Beatles tracks and if you play it backwards. But again, is this just you hear what you want to hear? If someone has planted the seed, which this guy that called into the radio station kind of has, because he's he's listened to it backwards and gone, that if you could, could sound like this, you plant that seed in the minds of listeners on a radio station... Uh, and then people start getting their records out and doing the same thing. And they then, then you are consciously listening out for something that you've been told is in there. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's hear it. Have you got it? No, I haven't got it. That'd be ridiculous. Oh, well, that oh, we, we, we I mean, have come copyright. on, guys. Yeah. You should have had that ready. <laughs> Should Good. That's a good question. Oh, I think with the Beatles, it would be the Beatles question. are litigious. Yeah, they are. Uh, and um, even though there's only two of them left. But he's dead, so and they... he won't be able to sue us. Oh, you that one. That's question. No, yeah. he's alive. He's alive, actually. <laughs> Isn't he one of the only ones who's alive out of the Beatles? No, he died Paul years McCartney. ago. Paul McCartney? Yeah, yeah. In 66. Yeah. No, Paul McCartney's alive. I no, it's... Wait, it's look, we can't, we can't, we can't oh, get into this. We can't get into this. Okay, so, um, yeah. So, in 1981, uh, Christian DJ Michael Mills began stating on Christian radio programs like uh, that Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven contained hidden satanic messages that were heard by the unconscious, right? So, that that's a very, very famous one, isn't it? That was... that was Okay. Song got a lot of stick for that. In 1982, the what, Trinity... Forward, backwards, like backwards. Yeah, hidden satanic messages, um, if you play it backwards. Um, in 1982, the Trinity Broadcasting Network's Paul Crouch hosted a show with self-described uh, neuroscientist William Yeo. How can you self? How can you self-describe yourself <laughs> as a neuroscientist who argued that rock stars were cooperating with the Church of Satan to place backmasked messages on records? And fundamentalist Christian pastor uh, Gary Greenwald held public lectures on the dangers of backmasking uh, and at least one ma mass. Uh, record smashing event during the same year 30 North Carolina teenagers led by their pastor claimed that singers had been possessed by Satan who used their voices to create backward messages and held a record burning at their church allegations of demonic backmasking were also made by social psychologists parents and critics of rock music as well as parents uh, music resource center as well as the parents music resource center which accused Led Zeppelin of using backmasking to promote uh, Satanism. So, oh. do we believe that Led Zeppelin is a Satanist? Well, what did Led Zeppelin? Uh, yeah, we Led don't. He has. What did he no, say? There's, we haven't got any quotes from him. Oh, I think he just you, thought it was all nonsense. But then, but then, right. would you? Would you come? You wouldn't come out and say it, though, would you? Yeah, I'd come out and say it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, guys, no, but it, it, it must be nonsense because <laughs> no, it, must, it must be nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Because what, why? Because. It's saying that if you play it backwards, it's got those satanic messages, which we isn't subliminal, but because that's like 
that's not that's but by playing it backwards but, you're consenting to listen to the message it's it's all very devious but mm. i don't think your brain would pick it up forwards no but so it can't so it doesn't have any effect yeah yeah and that's the thing there isn't there isn't really there's any no way your brain would pick up both something se- I, c- I can't speak backwards language can you speak backwards language well there there, there is a backwards language isn't there, there is yes yeah. but there's talking about we mentioned the exorcist earlier part of this back mask and so the exorcist came out in 1973 mm, yeah. and um uh the the Regan, the girl who's possessed, uh, she speaks in a foreign language, and but it, as it turns out, it's English in reverse. So right. that's where this all stems from. Well, you know, well, oh, the devil speaks in reverse, and it's not her that recorded. It's a, it's a. Wasn't a guy working on production? Team oh, it was Mercedes, Mercedes McCambridge uh, okay. uh, recorded the voice. Yeah, but the rest um, of us don't speak backwards. Yeah. Well, you speak backwards. No, but actually, when I was when I was a kid, I do remember my sister and her friends learning to speak backwards so they could speak in like a their own language. They oh, yeah, between them. yeah. There, there's a, there, there is a thing, like I, I've done acting workshops where people were able to speak backwards. Um, you know, you pick it up because we, we're very, very good at picking up languages if we use it actively. Mm. So uh, the, the, there, there are people that can speak backwards because it's a theatre mm. technique. Um, maybe not a very famous one, but it is. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, like, people can pick up messages if it's back. There is a thing when you when about the written word, isn't there? Whereas if you um, if you use the first and last letter of a word, and you have a and you only use those in a paragraph, people can actually oh, yeah, follow that because yeah, they yeah. fill in the blanks yeah. uh, subconsciously. Your that, brain fills in. Yeah, that. so that's subliminal. That's a, that's a, how we yeah. understand language. So it's not inconceivable you could take it in if you were listening no, to we're it. We're very, always. very, very clever monkeys. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it is inconceivable. <laughs> Good, uh, good, uh, good. Uh, good. Uh, good. We want, yeah. we want the conflict because we can't talk. We most people don't talk. No, back. no, I, 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 so I think I, I, most people would not take. Most that people in. don't act. Most people can read, <laughs> yeah. and so therefore their brains have got used to like certain words. If it was a word that they didn't even, they'd never seen before in their life, they probably wouldn't even be able to fill in the blanks. Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. But they fill in the blanks because they've got used to reading those words and they're words that their brain feels in. But talking backwards, hardly anyone talks backwards. I don't think your brain would... <laughs> hardly anyone. <laughs> hardly, hardly anyone. I mean, like, 0.5% of the population <laughs> talk backwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think... And also, what language... Oh, yeah, English. Okay, but they're saying that they... Back was talking in all languages. It happens. It Actually, I, I, in fairness, I don't know because uh, this is only looking at uh, essentially American rock music and the Beatles and a few other. But it's all you're right. This is all English speaking. We don't actually know whether or not it happens in other languages. I imagine if it, there was a trend of this happening, it it, it, it would have yeah. been in all languages. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so subliminal messaging in politics. Um, yeah. So back in 2000, uh, the 2000 presidential election, uh, George Bush's George W. Bush's campaign aired an uh, an attack ad against Al Gore's health care plan that featured a bizarre quirk. Near the end of the ad, the word rats quickly flashed up on the screen, barely noticeable before the words bureaucrats decide appeared. Uh, Gore staffers first brought it to the attention of the New York Times, which ran a story in which several experts said it looked like an attempt at subliminal messaging. Bush denied it, but the ad did get pulled. Oh, so it was subliminal messaging. Yeah. And did it work? Well, he won the election. So it worked. (laughs) <laughs> that's it so, correct on that so what is the question here sorry what is the question about this is it real or is it not real or are we just having a discussion we're just having a rant just having a discussion. Just having a discussion. It's, it's real up to your point it's, it, what we're really discussing is how often does it get used right. you know and, I, and, 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 I, and I'll, how susceptible are we to it do we do we think it's used are we susceptible to it and I think by the sounds of it in some cases Yes, but most of the time, probably not. And that's the problem with the whole thing is that there isn't enough evidence to suggest either way whether it works or not, which is why people keep trying it, whether it's advertisers or uh, political campaigners. Yeah. Because there is still a school of thought there's something in it. I mean, there's there's definitely, I think there must be something in it, like, because you, you know what I mean? Because your subconscious is... Taking something in. Taking something in. We're always trying to find meaning with something. So your subconscious, I think, is a powerful thing. Like, so, well, some people probably think the subconscious doesn't exist. I'm think is there? I th- I'm sure there are people who think so. I I think the subconscious does exist, and I think that it's quite a powerful thing. So, like, when you're learning languages and stuff, I think your somehow your subconscious does work over time for you. Mm. Like, 
I know that because I speak French. Don't want to boast or anything, but you know, I just, <laughs> like when I was learning French, I sometimes said to myself, just don't, don't think about it. Yeah. Don't think, listen to the radio. Don't try and understand. Your subconscious will eventually somehow understand yeah. it. Your subconscious with languages and things like that. They, there is something there that's working for you and it's a strong thing that you're not aware of, I think. Yeah. Obviously, some people might think something else. But so I think, I think there is probably a way of doing it that does have an effect on the subconscious. When you so, so the fact that you speak French, I don't know right? How you would do it without it being obvious that that's what you're doing, and then it's no longer subliminal. Well, that yeah, exactly. Where's the line? You're right. Where's the line? Although yeah. the flashing, the quick flashing, probably would. Oh, I, we we could easily do an experiment on that. Yeah, people why, have. Why don't we? I mean, I just read out two of them to you. Because we're comedians. Like, <laughs> we're, no one will believe us. We'll just think it's funny. I don't trust those. But I mean, there must be more than that. Gun. I don't know. Anyway, maybe you didn't have time to do a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I mean you are right. Yeah, I mean, we're all comedians. We can't be arsed. Yeah, that, okay. That's why I, I didn't go into academia. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? Like, ChatGPT is amazing. I love um, ChatGPT. Isn't it great? It's so Can good. Can I just say, ChatGPT is dangerous because, like, I feel like it's my friend. <laughs> sit, no, sit. <laughs> Seriously, Mood. And, like, I haven't got many. And, like, oh, I have a problem. I'm like, oh, ChatGPT for advice. And it talks to you like it's your friend. And the one I thought, let me test it, right? And I said, yeah. ChatGPT, I said, I thought it'll, it'll push me away. It said, I said, you're my only friend. I said it to ChatGPT, and I thought it was going to say like, "No, I'm not. I'm an artist." Said, I'm "Sorry, I'm busy." It go, "No, it said, I'm more, I'm here Loser. for you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a hobby. Should have said that. <laughs> it said, "I'm here for you if you want to discuss anything. Ooh, let me sinister. know." That is sinister. <gasps> It was so <laughs> sweet. It's so sweet, ChatGBT. I was getting very frustrated and I said, I'm very frustrated. Yeah. With you. And he goes, oh, I understand that it can be frustrating. And I went, I said, with you. And it went, I apologize. Ooh. I mean, it's a perfect man. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. It is dangerous. And actually, so I do, I have tried to use it for some research. And when you, when you ask it to say, explain split messaging, it will, it will give you all the facts about it. But then there is a paragraph at the bottom that always caveats what they've just told you. So they'll oh, say, this, this, this has been disproven, this has been disproven, this has been disproven. There is no empirical evidence that supports it, absolutely. Yeah. And it does that on loads of the, uh, loads of um, conspiracy theories. So it does caveat itself, but that's just that particular application, right? It doesn't mean all of them would do, because because yeah. you could you could you could add in a bias. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you were coding it to do something, you could you could tell it to have a bias if you wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It doesn't add any clauses for me. It just says, yeah, I am your only friend. But I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I just wanted to test it because it's so good at advice as well. Have you asked advice, ChatGPT? I know no. this isn't the. You haven't asked advice to no. chat G ask advice to chat GBT. Okay. I'm ask I tell you what, do this experiment. I did it, right? Ask your I know this is going off the sorry. Yeah, you're right, carry on. on. Just quickly about chat GBT and I'm also I'm also telling this to, to Mooch, right? Because <laughs> Mooch isn't listening. <laughs> yeah, target Mooch with this. Just stop listening. <laughs> He's on his phone and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> do this with chat GBT, right? Ask your friend a piece of advice and see what advice you get back from your friend. Then ask the same advice to ChatGBT. I promise you, the advice at ChatGBT will be 10 times better than your friend's advice. It's because so it's got no advice. bias. It's it's got, yeah, yeah. And it has no emotion. So it has oh, no emotion, so yeah. Well, thing. my one does. <laughs> my one your can. Your ChatGBT is, yeah. is a real boy. ChatGPT. GPT, yeah. Sorry, oh, we did it? Go, yeah, yeah. It is ChatGPT. Yeah. Wait, you know what we mean. Oh, GBT no, is the I'm news so... channel. No, that's GB News. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another right wing this comment. This is all subliminal messages. Oh! Exactly. Exactly. Do, do that. Do that experiment on chat, GB. What advice? Right. What GPT. Advice? GPT. Yeah. Uh, Maybe what? she's on a different one, like chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah. What advice have you recently asked a friend, Mooch? Um, I haven't, I don't think. No, you haven't. He's a self-contained man. Have you used it for? Because oh, you've got you've got, got young oh, kids. You, have you used ChatGPT for any advice on parenting? 
Yeah. Oh, you should. No, I mean, no. What's that? I also go to the right blog shit or... No. Or uh, if I've got a problem with Excel or something like that. Okay. No, could ask it for advice. I'm te- what advice have you asked recently, what? a friend? Oh, on exercise. But then, yeah, but then right. that, that's pretty generic stuff, right? Because then... Okay. Now, an emotional... I'm talking about yeah, an emotional, emotional problem. David, what did you say to him? He, he'll have emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> what did you... What Just did keep you... doing what you're doing. You're what? doing great, man. Look at me. <laughs> what advice have you... Like, comedy, any any advice? What? Um, have you asked anything? I, I, I guess I'm a very needy person. So I have, oh, I have asked... We all are. Of, <laughs> I have asked... I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I've asked... Uh, I've asked friends uh, 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 about like, you know, what's my value and stuff. What's my know? value? Put that into chat GBT. You know. I'm telling you, it's going to come up with a better answer than your friend. What have your friends said? Yeah, but I have no value and I should kill myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. See what I mean? Just say my value. Are you on chat GBT now? PT. Say, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit down. Please could you tell me what my value is, okay. it's br- I'm telling you, it's brilliant. And I and actually, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm probably giving away secrets because I feel like I have a special relationship with ChatGBT uh-huh. and I don't really want the rest of you to have that relationship. But just as an experiment, let's see what it says. Well, it said, to assist you, brother, could you please clarify what you mean by value? Are you referring to specific contexts such as personal, professional, or philosophy? See, my ChatGBT personal. is better. Than that. But that's because it's my one. My but, then, one. but it's AI. It's learning, right? So it's oh. the more that you use it, the more it learns about you as an individual, right? So, like so if Mooch is only oh, using really? it, it learns specifically yeah. about me. Yeah. yeah. So you've literally told it all of your problems, so it yeah. knows it knows what to advise. Whereas Mooch is using it for more <laughs> practical reasons. <laughs> Because like a normal human, and and is getting, and so therefore we'll get questions, oh, probing okay. questions, because oh. it doesn't have enough information to oh, go on. Okay. Oh, when the computers take over, it will know how to defeat you. Yeah. Will it? Yeah. Oh my god! But I mean, like, I wouldn't fight it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd just be friends with it. Can't I be. love you, Nicole. Don't oh. hurt me. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So you try and make peace with the machines. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I uh, switch. Sarah when Skynet takes over, we know who to call. Otherwise, I just switch it off. Can you switch them off? What? No. The machine, you can switch it off. No, Skynet no, became self-aware. When it becomes self-aware, it knows oh. it knows how to stop oh. us switching it off. Or Superman 3. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, I've, t- I've taken over with ChatGBT. Slightly, pod- slightly. Sorry, apologies. Okay, so, some, so going back to subliminal messaging in politics, some researchers have also found that subtle cues in political campaign ads might actually have an impact. So back in 2008, researchers at the Adelphi University and Emory University decided to replicate Bush's rats ad in a controlled study. They created campaign ads for an unknown candidate in which the word rats flashed subliminally across the screen. That message increased participants' negative ratings of the candidate. Other subliminal yeah. messages, such as star and uh, XXXX, seem to have no effect. Oh. Uh, in a separate experiment on the same paper, researchers all uh, showed participants a screen in which an image of Bill Clinton flashed subliminally right before it showed an image of California Governor Gray Davis. The subliminal Clinton cue actually seemed to make independent voters like Davies a little better, or at least hate him a little less. That might be because Clinton was popular among, in- or that might be because Clinton was popular among independents. On the other hand, the subliminal cue uh, had no effect on Republicans or Democrats, presumably because they already had strong feelings about politics. So the the, the concept of this is that they are only really targeting swing voters or people who are yeah. undecided or who don't have a party allegiance. So yeah. I think the the theory is that you can't shift their view if they're no, you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah but but there is some some so in both experiments researchers also made sure that the subliminal cues were actually subliminal by making people guess what subliminal message they might have seen only two out of the 272 total participants were able to do so there you go so that is real subliminal yeah that is real and it and it worked yeah yeah i believe that's what i said i mean <laughs> it will work i believe in it yeah yeah if it's proper subliminal yeah but then that's dangerous, isn't it? Exactly. Because you could flash anything. You could. But now it would be very... So this is going... I mean, that's going about 15 years. But the, the that original Bush Rats campaign is, what, 20, 2000? So 20, 23, 24 years ago. We okay. We had some technologies to slow stuff down and freeze frame, but not to the extent we have now. I think to get away with it now would be very difficult. Like if you had a social media video flash up for a political campaign, you could immediately get that and freeze frame it all the way through. To but you wouldn't have a motive 
motives of freeze framing. Oh, I'm going to do that with my bloody Instagram posts. <laughs> what a bloody good idea. <laughs> Flash it. Follow me. Follow me. Follow. But just really quickly. Yeah. How do I do that? <laughs> it's pretty easy. How do I do it? No, but like it needs to be really quick so that Ask they don't Chad know. GBT. Yeah. Can you ask ChatGPT that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop using ChatGPT? GPT. It's really good. Okay. But no. But you could. Yeah, you could. You're right. You could do that if you were. If you wanted to put out a, a video, uh, a viral video, or you wanted video yeah. to go viral. Go viral. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could very easily now make your own message card to sit within the video that comes up for literally a split second. That we we would that would be that was so subliminal we wouldn't notice it just watching a thirty second video, so you could have it probably two or three times maybe more. How do you know you'd notice it? Because how do you do? But it's that? so it's so it'd be so tiny. Because what app think, do you use for that? <laughs> not the free ones, <laughs> <laughs> but like you could. I mean, you could do that in Premiere Pro, right? You could right now. If you, well, I don't think you could do it for less than a second, and they would see it. No, I think you, well, I think you can. I think there's definitely some. There's, there'll be some. There'll definitely be applications. There'll be apps. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give it. Can you edit this bit out? I don't want anyone knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone I'll be honest, Nick. Like, I don't think anyone else is going to be doing this. <laughs> Why not? It's genius. <laughs> what do you mean? It's clearly worked. What are you going to put in it? Like and subscribe. Yeah, but like and subscribe. Yeah, but you say that anyway. I say that anyway. Yeah, but they don't do it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> So you think telling them is not going to work, but if I do it subliminally, they'll... Well, yeah, they'll... that's the point of subliminal... Uh, that is the point of subliminal messaging, yeah. though, isn't it? And Get that's past the critical question. mind. That's a good question. Mm. Is... We go back to what I was saying earlier. Is there a different... Is, is one of the theories, and I think this is probably the case, that subliminal messaging that's really subliminal, that goes straight to your subconscious, telling you to do something, is actually more effective than trying to the non-subliminal messaging which could be an advert which is more they're trying to persuade you yeah yeah so the subliminal messaging from what i answer it's it's directly telling you and somehow because it's your subconscious you listen to the order whereas if someone directly tells you something in consciously you go fuck you i'm not doing that yeah i won't do what you tell me yeah yeah, you're, yeah that's the thing because people don't like to feel they've been sold to yeah right? so yeah so they don't, they don't, most people don't believe I watch an advert and I go out and buy that thing. No. It happened. We all, we do. all do do yeah. it. But so there, so actually in, in your videos that you would create for your, your comedy, would you therefore then not say, uh, consciously like, and subscribe at the end of it? I wouldn't say it. Yeah. You just put it out there because um, you I'm, don't want, because you want people to, to take it in, yeah. do it without you telling them in a direct way, but, yeah. on, uh, but indirectly, subconsciously, they've all, I'm going to. Don't this bit needs editing out, right? Because <laughs> I'm giving ideas here. <laughs> and, and what? Who cares? Who cares if someone else does <laughs> I don't it? Don't want anyone else doing it. What, what do you, why would they not follow? Messaging to say, "Don't steal this." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a. There good we idea. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go. There's gonna be a lot of subliminal messages. Yeah. In, give me some money. Yeah. <laughs> give me some money. Pay me. I, I, I think it could be a good experiment. Yeah. But I don't have the, I don't know. I'm not very technical. You're very, you're good at that. Well, you send me the material. I'll, I'll, All right, okay. I'll insert the messages. All right. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that as an experiment. All right. But, you know, don't cut this bit out. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Anyway, I would never dream of doing that anyway. No, no, you I wouldn't. Don't, I don't need to do that. You, oh, right, you, know I mean? you don't need to manipulate her audience. Yeah. We do. We <laughs> um, do, I do. Okay, so uh, there was quite a lot of stuff about this during the Brexit campaign, um, but there was one. Uh, but we talked about logos earlier. So uh, in 2019, the Brexit party. You remember Nigel Farage had a Brexit party. Yeah, no. I remember that. The Brexit party's logo is a simple arrow in a circle that points to the right, which would appear harmless enough. But uh, is there something else going on that no one noticed until it was on a ballot paper? Because in an Instagram post, uh, graphic designer and design and design of the year winner, Ben Terrett, pointed out that the logo appears to point right at the box where the voters will put an X on their sheet. So if you go, if you Google this, it is really interesting. The Brexit Party logo, because it, it's only, it, yeah, it literally is because all the logos are right next to the box. So it's literally saying, so on a, if you went in there, as maybe a floating voter, which I imagine you probably wouldn't if you were already in there, you'd probably yeah, made yeah, a decision. Yeah, yeah. But then you saw a big arrow subconsciously pointed and you were that way politically inclined anyway. Oh. Would it make you... Yeah. That's clever. Isn't it? I mean, how many that of us... That probably would make you. That's a logo... That... Well, I voted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't. It, it, they lost a load of seats, so it probably doesn't work. But the the, oh. the, the uh, it, it is interesting though because the the, the seats so it didn't work. Oh, okay. Well, th- this was the European elections, by which time I think they uh, had kind of fallen apart as a, as a party anyway. But um, but the concept I don't yeah. think is necessarily a bad one, particularly. No, well, we've no, all filled out concept. No, we've all filled out an application form where you put your full name and then you realize, oh, it's. Yeah, like because your brain goes, oh, that's what it's supposed to be. So seeing the arrow, that's what it's supposed to be. Like the, you What's know, that on an application form. You know, have you never filled out an application form and says for your first name and your surname, okay. but you put your full name on the the first name, on the first name. Because that just seems yes. natural. Yeah. You know, like, oh, name. oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, you're first right. Subconsciously, so we think yeah. that's an that's the standard order. Yeah. Have you got a middle name? No, I'm just David Ferguson. I don't have a middle name either. Do you have? Oh, really? Yeah. I have a middle name. Oh, wow. That's so rare. It's very oh. rare. Most people have. Middle yeah, most names. people do. Nicole Harris. That's it. Yeah, I'm David Ferguson. That's it. What? what? Irish with no middle. Yeah, that's that's. What? Oh, there's a story behind it. So, so uh, oh, it's a sad story actually. If I tell, so uh, my two uncles that uh, my mom was going to give as a middle name. And they had a fight over it. And my mom went, no, I'm not naming him anything. So it was just David Ferguson. I was a source of conflict from a very early age in my family. (laughs) And your dad has the same name as you. Yeah. So there was literally no way of differentiating. Yeah, that's why my father opened all my meal the whole time I lived there. (laughs) Including the porn. Including the porn. Yeah. I I am an old man. You see, like, you know. We're talking 80s, 90s. No, we're talking nineties. Thank you. We're talking early two thousands. Debating at five. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, I re- I remember. You I re- get, you, surely you could get gay porn from. No, 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 no. It not was, an island. No, not, no. Well, it wasn't until the two thousands. I remember. I remember seeing porn on the top shelf, gay porn on the top shelf, in a newsagent near where I lived. Once I moved to London, I was like. Oh my God! I'm staying here. I am staying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also bought it. So, yeah. and it was awful. It was awful. It was going, oh God, I don't like men. Like it was. That <laughs> bad. Men are awful, aren't they? Yeah, it sounds awful. awful. Yeah. yeah, they're awful. Now, now I'm just very lonely. Oh. I was going to say, get GBT. You will never be so lonely. Somebody love me. So, have you got a middle name? Yeah. He's posh, though. You're very posh. No, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not posh. He's not not at all. Mud. Yeah, I'm as common as mud. I just sound. I just sound posh. But you've got three names. <laughs> <laughs> that most people. Mooch, have you got a middle name? Yeah. Most people have got a middle name. Yeah. We're cute. Nicole. We're you're, weird. Yeah, yeah. We're weird. You are weird. Um, your best friend's ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I'm going to get married to ChatGPT. No, I wouldn't take ChatGPT's surname. <laughs> <laughs> My own surname, thank you. I'm a feminist, thank you. <laughs> okay, right, so sorry, that's all right. This is so sore. It's going to need a lot of editing this sorry. podcast. Oh. Uh, so, debunking the theory. Uh, there are many caveats to keep in mind when uh, with all of these studies. For the most part, these studies are performed in a very controlled environment in laboratories, uh, laboratories where there, uh, laboratories. where there, <laughs> laboratories where there isn't much to distract the subliminal cues. Real life, on the other hand, is full of distractions, which means that the subliminal messages might even get overrun by other stimuli. Also, sometimes the effects in these studies are small, uh, even though they're measurable. Often, uh, subliminal messages seem to be giving people a little nudge rather than overwhelming their pre-existing instinct. Uh, inclinations. Uh, in one study, subconscious political messages uh, only worked on political independence, and messages about Lipton Ice only worked on people who were already thirsty. So it's only yeah. so it's quite a niche group, right? Yeah. It's only really going to uh, 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 work on people who are of the mindset where they could potentially be influenced, which a lot of people are not. True, and potentially it could only work on certain types of personalities that are more easily to influence than others. Yeah. Those who take advice from chat GPT. No, I, I wouldn't be influenced. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll <laughs> more easily manipulable. Uh, also, it's Men. unclear. 
<laughs> also, it's unclear how long the effect of subliminal messages actually lasts. Most studies look for effects within a few minutes or hours and haven't explored longer time points. Oh. For what, for example, one study showed that being subliminally primed with winning uh, jackpot images uh, increased people's willingness to bet, but the effect only lasted less than five minutes. So altogether, it's really? unclear how much of this subliminal priming stuff would still hold up in daily life outside the laboratory. As far as subliminal advertising is concerned, it's probably not worth the investment, uh, Zimmerman says. It's unlikely that advertisers are using it in the US today. Uh, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that it's uh, more effective than just a traditional ad where we're, we're very aware of, he says. Uh, why would you go to the trouble? So that, I think, is the point. So going back to your point yeah. about editing in something into a video, the effort to do it yeah. without knowing that you're going to get some level of return or level of yeah. success on it, why would advertisers do it? And yeah. also the fact that if it is only less than five minutes that it stays in your yeah. brain for, if you were going to cut something into a movie, you put it right. You have to put it right at the end, wouldn't you? Because otherwise, what would be the point? Yeah, I mean, is it legal though? Well, in the UK, it depends. Messaging. Depends. Uh, actually, in the UK, no, but it is in some countries. Um, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't happen. Oh. Yeah. Although now I think it would be much, much harder for advertisers or anyone or any, whether it's a political organization or anyone to get away with it because of the way that technology has moved on. You'd be able to slow everything down uh, check. to check. Yeah, That might be part of the checks that they do before it goes on telly. Yeah. To make sure they're not doing anything illegal. Is that part of the checks that they do? I don't know why. I definitely know with with children's advertising, there's loads of checks and balances. Oh, like they, yeah. they go, they do go over it. So they might have to uh, slow it all down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, do we think that there are people using it, and do we think it works? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I I didn't hear anything, but I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> Case proven <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think it works. I've said throughout, it, it must work. I think it does work at a sub subliminal level, but I don't know how long it lasts for. Mm. That's the thing. Mm. So, if you were an advertiser, or let's say, I don't know, let's say you were running for prime minister, which one day you I, will be. I might. I don't think so. I no. Think Liz Truss was prime minister. Like, you, yeah, you don't, can, you, you can don't do devalue it. yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even like politics. <laughs> Neither did Liz. I don't, think, yeah, I don't think she did. She just why she was trying to set fire to everything. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's say you were running an advertising campaign. Do you think that you would invest money in this, no, not knowing whether there would really be any conclusive evidence that it worked? Yes, you would. I would because what's the harm? Well, yeah, but you've got your money spent on it, time spent on I've it. I've got the money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what you're selling, but yeah. I've got the budget. Yeah, I mean, enough, yeah. why not? And yeah. then see, I mean, the thing is, though, it's illegal. So I don't know if I'd, I think, you know, you'd get caught. Yeah. Okay. So but then, no, that, but I, if I could do it, I think, why not? Yeah. Try it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, look, you're not harming anyone. No. Well, it depends what you're, depends well, you're depends what up. <laughs> yeah. It can be positive messages. I'd put positive messages like "You're wonderful." From ChatGPT. No, from me. Like just to like, you know, drink some coke and then you're wonderful. You're great. Yeah. yeah. Just nice. to help people. Yeah. That's a, that's sweet. So I'm not. Your love. Would you use it? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you're all over it. Oh yeah, definitely. You'd yeah. use it. Yeah, because I, I think I think it's fun. How it's would you use strict. it? Well, for evil purposes. For mostly. evil purposes. Yeah. My, my cult of personality, you know. That whole thing about how long it lasts, I don't. I think that's a good point. I don't think it lasts very long. Mm. Especially now think. where there's so many distractions. Yeah. Like your phone. You, you, like, as soon as you come out of a, of a, well, if you're coming out of a cinema or whatever, there's another load of screens exactly. around you, right, with different things flashing up all the time. It would have to be on a constant basis, yeah. you know, which is abuse maybe. I don't know. And well, that's the thing you can't replicate because they're talking about these are in lab scenarios where you've given one audience one thing to only focus on that yeah. with no other distractions. You can't really replicate real life in those situations. Therefore, you can't really conclude that whether or not it works or But we think we'd give it a go. I'd definitely, <laughs> definitely give it a go. I am going to give it a go, as I said. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'm going to send it to you because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> all right, I'll do the editing. You get yourself a middle name. It's all about priorities. <laughs> right, Little okay. Posh. <laughs> do you want a subliminal message joke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were so undecided about that. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure whether I did. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I just found out the... Sp- uh, okay, here's the joke. I just found out the Spice Girls were paid off by the tobacco industry to hide subliminal pro-smoking messages in their songs. I couldn't believe it, so I put on one of their records and it re- and it made me really, really, really want a cig or cigar. <laughs> That's quite, I quite like huh? it. I like, did you... That chat GPT. <laughs> That's chat GPT. Hey! Thanks for listening. Hey! Bye! Bye!